folks, Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into someone who keeps Christ first. That number one position. We as men can relate to that number one position because in all that we do, we strive to be number one. And in every team that we root for, we want them to be number one. As a matter of fact, if they do not be or does not uh, have a winning season, become that number one, in many of our eyes, they fail that season uh, because they are not number one. And uh, we challenge men to, to keep Christ first, the number one priority in your life. I always like to give this statistic uh, to men. I think it was George Barner, uh, 93 or 92%. If, if a man gives his life to Christ, it's that higher percentage that his whole household will be won to Christ. Um, that's the value of a man and in the spiritual life. And, and in our culture, uh, Men, many times, are put on the back burner. Well, if you put a man on the back burner, you, you, you may lose your whole family when it, and when it comes to Christ and spirituality. Uh, so we always want to challenge you, men, with that competitive nature that we have to keep Christ first. Number one, number one. And the only way you really can do that is you have to keep confession at the forefront. Uh, because uh, if you do not confess your sins before the Lord, then it won't take away your salvation, but it definitely will take away your fellowship with God. Your intimacy with God. Uh, we all fail. Uh, I said we all fail. Or maybe it's just me. <laughs> But we all fail, and God has, knows that we will fail. That's why Christ came, and, and that's why he lived that perfect life. It was a perfect life because we couldn't do it. Even in our best attempts to live a godly life, we, we fail God. And most of the men that you see in the Bible fail God. But the good thing about them is... Like David, they confess their sins unto the Lord. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. So we, we always have to keep that confession. If you're not confessing on a daily basis, there may be something wrong. Uh, because men of God want to live holy. I said men of God want to live holy. I said men of God want to live holy. 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 That's, that's what describes God. And God says be holy for I am holy. And, and that's one of the most potent things that a man can do. Um, but we keep Christ at the forefront, we keep confessing our sins and we keep caring for our families. Because it's, it's just a, a fact that if you take a man from the family, it's chaos. Chaos. And many of the things that are going wrong in our culture and our society today, you look at those men that are in prison. Most of those men didn't have fathers. You look at 
the teen pregnancy rate. Most of those households of young ladies didn't have fathers. Well, they didn't have fathers living for the Lord. Hello, somebody. And if you really want to care for your family, keep Christ first. Keep confession at the forefront. And then allow your relationship to impact your family. Love your wife as Christ loves the church. Hello, somebody. And I think we don't know the weight of what that really means. As Christ loved the church, Christ suffered for the church. As a matter of fact, today we're going to see what Christ said from the cross. His last words from the cross as he was suffering for the church and had to die for the church. And, and many times if, if your marriage is going to work, you're going to have to suffer. Hello, somebody. It ain't going to always be uh, hunky-dory and happy, you know. Uh, but you've got to be committed to that one woman. Talk about a, a true love story. You see, marriage is not a trip. It's a journey. Hello, somebody. And, and make yours worth it. Be, be committed to that one woman as Christ was committed to the church. No matter what. Wow. Wow. And that was just for free. That's one of my brother's keeper is, by the way. <laughs> That's one of my brother's keeper's is. So when, I, when we pose that question, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Oh, that sounds good. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Amen. Amen. Today, uh, many have been asking, uh, saying that this is a vision of... Uh, of what we feel that God is leading us to build here at uh, Bethlehem. And I always, in everything I do, I always want to cast that vision uh, to remind us, oh, particularly as men, we have work to do. Uh, because we, we, we've got to raise the money for this, and then we're going to have to raise a lot of it, meaning we're going to have to use our hands. Hello, somebody. I know our, our brothers uh, over there, Outside of Ada knows what it's like. The mighty men. Serve the king. Serve the king. And it's just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful testimony to go over there and see what God has done. We, we go over there and we look and we say, okay, so what? The, uh, and they just build by faith. Build by faith. And you should see that kitchen, boy. I can't wait to see <laughs> Well, it's, it's open. But uh, uh, we have a desire and this is the vision uh, of that. I want you to pray for us as we uh, go forward. That's the inner of that. Uh, this is our church theme. But today, we're going to share a message entitled, Last Words to Men. Last Words to Men. 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 in the NIV. Uh, let's read this together out loud at the same time on three, I believe it's two or three slides. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. And today we're talking about last words to men. Last words to men. And we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about, we want you to perform like a man. We want you to proceed like a man. And we want you to prosper like a man. And we want Christian brothers to know that that we should walk in obedience to the word of God. That Christian brothers, men, my brother's keepers, should walk in obedience to the word of God. 
to walk in obedience to the word of God. I, I entitled this um, last words to men uh, because I, I, I'm very intrigued like most about what are the last words that a man will say before he translate on. And, and we put weight on those last words simply because they are last words. Okay. And you would think that a man would sum up his life in his last words. And I've always been fascinated by that. Uh, yesterday was the one year anniversary of the death of Steve Jobs, the creator of iPads, iPods, and all that. And I can remember what they said his last words was. His last words was, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. And I was wondering, hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> but last words, last words, uh, 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 the last words of, of Humphrey Bogart was, uh, I should have never switched from scotch to martinis. Last words. Is that what summarizes life? Hmm. Uh, thinking of words of a man and his last words to his doctors. He said his last words. Doctor, do, do you think it could have been the sausage? <laughs> last words. Last words of one man that was born, burned at the stakes by the name of Joseph says, and his last words, the papers burned. And, and as they was burning him at the stakes, they threw the Torah in there with him. And he says, the papers burns, but the words fly free. All right. Last words, last words. I, now, you know, I love those last words there. As I mentioned, I alluded to before. Now, these were not Jesus' last words, but they were his last words before he died. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Luke chapter 23, verse 37. Last words. And, and as I'm intrigued, intrigued by last words, you know, I'm always intrigued by the life of David because David was, uh, you know, we, we all can identify with David. I mean, after all, he was the king. He, he was a man who, who, who started out in, in the fields over there and a shepherd boy. He's a man the Bible called a man after God's own heart. And we can all relate to David. He was that man that came out and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who taunts the armies of the living God? We can relate to David. We can also relate to David because he saw like a man because one day he came up on that roof and saw that woman and said, good, 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 mugger. <laughs> the battle of every man, his eyesight. We can relate to him because that same man that bloated is the same man in Psalms 51 that we relate to. Any of us who really keep confession up the, at the forefront, we, we have to be drawn back to that text that says, Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. We can relate to David. And, and, I, was, and I began to think now, since we, we know a lot about him most of his life, it was, seems that his last words would weigh to us. We would want to, we would want to know what, does, what, what did this man say in his last words. And, and, and this is what we get tonight. This is what we're sharing or this morning. It's literally his last words. And like that man that was burned at the stakes. I loved his last words. I love the last words of this man by the name of David, a man after God's own heart. And, 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 and it was a father-to-son thing, a father-to-son. And I, I don't know what it's like to have a son, but boy, I would be overjoyed. You know, I love my daughter. Uh, I don't know what it's like to have a son. But, but, to, but to be able to, 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 to sit down and tell that boy the true meaning of life. 
to try to instill in that boy the, the things of God. And, and, and on his, in his last breath, he had a father-to-son moment, and he, and he began to share and impart something that would enable him to live out his purpose and the meaning for his life. And what did he tell him? He basically told him to act like a man. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Act like a man. That's what God is trying to tell somebody this morning, to act like a man. Hello, somebody. If there is a challenge, if there is a problem, you're not the one that's supposed to be running from the problem. You're the one that's supposed to be running to the problem. Act like a man. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor, act like a man. <laughs> Somebody said, fake it before you make it. <laughs> Don't you know you were chose for such a time as this? Oh, any problems uh, that are going on in your household, in your family, in your church, at your job. Don't you know that you were sent there by God, a divine appointment? Oh, and if anybody should have the answers to the problems, it's you. Uh, the man uh, act like a man say to your neighbor again neighbor neighbor, or neighbor, neighbor act like a man in Jesus name and he told him from that deathbed he told him he said I, I'm about to go the way of the earth I'm about to die I'm about to go the way of the earth so he said so be strong and act like a man so how does a man act a man is strong. Hello, somebody. But I'm so glad that I don't have to be strong in my own strength. You know, I'm, I'm getting stronger as I go to the gym every day, uh, almost every day. But still, my little strength can't compare to hello. But he said, act like a man. And how does a man act? A man is strong. Hello, somebody. Ask your neighbor, are you strong today? <laughs> because if you're not strong today, that means that you're not acting like a man. Hello, somebody. Oh, let me say that again. If you are not strong today, that means that you are not acting like a man. In other words, cowardice is not a manly trait. Hello, somebody. You are the man. Be strong. And I'm so glad, oh, that he, he, he tells us a little more. Or Deuteronomy 31 tells us a little more. When it says, then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, what did he tell him? Be strong, be strong and what? Courageous, not be strong and cowardice. That don't go together. And God has sent me here today to encourage you this morning and, and to let you know that it's time for you to be strong and it's time for you to be courageous. Uh, whatever you're facing, whatever challenges you're facing today, God says to be strong and be courageous to act like a man. Hello, somebody. You've heard me say this many times uh, before. If anything goes bump in the night, it's your job to do what? Bump back. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. There's, there, there's some things that I'm willing to die for. You know, you know that if somebody breaks in my household, don't you know that before anything happens to Sister Eton, I have to be dead. Hello, somebody. Because that's what God's called me to do. To protect my family. And, and, and if I'm running, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If I'm running, hello, somebody. I'm not being manly. Hello, somebody. Act like a man. The other day, little girls were at uh, choir rehearsal. Choir rehearsal. And, 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 and Sister Helen was at choir rehearsal. And, uh, and they noticed that there was a tarantula in the sink in there. Tarantula in the sink. The big old Harry <laughs> and they were afraid they were afraid they were scared they were afraid and they came knocking on my desk and that's Eton there's a tarantula in the sink in there and I was like oh lord <laughs> oh lord I was thinking now, how big is this thing <laughs> How big is this thing? So, uh, being the only man on the site, I had to go and I had to deal with the tarantula in the sink.
And needless to say, it was a battle of wills. <laughs> but I won. <laughs> yeah, you that big, boy. I never seen it. <laughs> Same thing happened in the middle of the night when there was a snake in the middle of the night over there at the parsonage. And, and I had to get up and I had to go and handle the snake. Hello, somebody. Now, my wife said it was about that long. Really, it's about that long. This <laughs> grass snake. <laughs> but to her, it was that big. <laughs> but as a man, oh, 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 especially the women in our lives are those who are cowardice. Uh, they're looking for folk to handle the tarantulas in life. They're looking for folk to handle the snakes in life. And, and a man of God cannot be, because what I look like, say, okay, let's shut the site down. <laughs> okay, let's move out. There's a snake in the house. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I had to get up and I had to act like a man. <laughs> and needs to say a man, you know, sometimes you be some for fear, you know. <laughs> but you got to act anyway. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Act like a man. Act like a man. Be, strong be strong and courageous hey. in Jesus' name. Says perform like a man. That's what he told. He literally told him that his last words, his last words, they're weightier last words. And he told him proceed like a man. Verse three, it says, observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands. Hello, somebody. If you want to act like a man, if you want to proceed like a man, guess what? You got to walk like a man. And you say, how does a man walk? A man walks in obedience to God. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. A man walks not in Frank Sinatra's way. Y'all know Frank Sinatra. What did Frank Sinatra say? I did it my way. <laughs> my, he, he said he did it his way. I, I don't get to do that as a man of God. Right. Nothing. As a matter of fact, nothing I do is my way. Hello, somebody. I, 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 I'm the son of, you know, some, you know I, I, I admire some of these brothers who have, uh, who come from a family where their, their fathers are preachers and their grandfathers are preachers and they come from a holy priesthood. And uh, I'm more like Barry Switzer. He said he was the son of a, of a, a bootlegger. <laughs> well, I say I'm the son of a whoremonger. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And if I would have had my way, I'd have been just like my daddy. Hello, somebody. Been aging around. Hello, somebody. But I got a new father. Hello, somebody. I got a new father, heavenly father. My heavenly father, oh, tells me the way that I should act. Tells me that a real man does not run women. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, that's a little boy. Hello, somebody. Because little boys can't take care of themselves, so they got to depend on women. Hello, somebody. A little boy can't be committed to one woman. Hello, somebody. It's easy. I've heard Dr. Tony Evans say, say this. It's easy, oh, for a man to, to cheat around and be with a lot of different women. The hard thing is to be with one woman. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I don't get to live the way I want to live. I, I live the way God tells me, and he tells me to be obedient to his word. And as, as men, God tells me that I can't even look like look at a woman. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You say, what do you mean you can't look at a woman? You mean to lust after a woman. Hello, Because if you lust after what? You commit it in your heart. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's some women I got to look down. <laughs> Some of y'all get that on the way home. <laughs> God looks at, I look down. <laughs> Some TV program I can't watch. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Am I the only one? <laughs> and I do that because I got to be obedient to the, to the Lord. He, 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 he's concerned about what I 
think. Not only just what I do. Because you can have the right behavior, but the wrong mindset. Hello, some The wrong attitude. He's concerned about that attitude as well. But we as men have to walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and to keep his commandments. We've got to not only, oh, we've got to act like a man, but we've got to proceed or to be a man. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I, I like what this word says in First Chronicles twenty-two thirteen. Then you, then you have succeeded if you are careful to observe the decrees and the laws that the Lord gave Moses to Israel. Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid or discouraged. Be careful to observe the decrees and the laws that the Lord gave Moses. He says be careful. You got to be careful about it. See, a Christian man has to live his life on purpose because if you go out and you're not careful, you're going to fall. Amen. You're going to fall. You could want to live right, want to do right, but if you're not careful, you're going to fall. Hello, somebody. That's why the Bible tells us to be as wise as a serpent but innocent as a dove. Hello, somebody. And one of the things that a serpent has or don't have is eyelids. And even when they sleep, they can see. Hello, somebody. I see some of you like that. You see everything that goes on. <laughs> but you got to use that for good. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Don't use it to gossip. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you got to use everything you see to get you out of trouble. Hello. I like to put it this way. I did. I said it this way at a man's conference. If you see Holly coming out that door, that means you need to be going out this door. <laughs> see Pamela coming in one door. You got to walk out the other door. Hello, somebody. Because <laughs> you see, because you can see. You can see. You, 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 hello, somebody. Observe. You got to be. You got to be careful. You, the Christian life is not something that you can live naturally. You cannot do it because you're in this flesh. I tell my my preachers all the time, and this year is the month of uh, the year of holiness. And I say, this flesh don't care nothing about God. You realize that? This flesh don't care nothing about God. I could put it in street language where you can really understand it. But this flesh don't care nothing about God. And if you and if you give it an inch, you know, they talk about the devil, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. I like to say you give a devil an inch and he'll take your life. Hello, somebody. But if you give this flesh an inch, it'll, it'll take over. Hello, somebody. The real men walk in obedience to God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor, walk in obedience to God. In Jesus' name. Don't you know who you are? Don't you know whom you are? Don't you know who you represent? Don't you know everybody in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the neighborhood knows the position that you have at that church up there? Hello, somebody. Proceed like a man. He told him his last words, his last words. Act like a man. And he told him to walk in obedience to God. Last words, last words. None of that, he says, you want to prosper like a man. I don't know one man that don't want to prosper. You know somebody say, I just want to be broke all the time. I don't want to do nothing with my life. And if they are people like that, they have other things that are going on, like drugs, you know. And that, that bow and that sesa cause you to be unambitious. Ambitious. Hello, somebody. I think I missed somebody. That weed, that bow and that sesa, y'all know, weed cause you, <laughs> cause you to be unambitious. But for most men want to succeed in this life. Hello, somebody. Don't that you want to succeed? And it's like, and not only that, you want everything that you're a part of to succeed. Hello? And if you want to have success in this life, you know, 
you know, we tell them, you know, go to school. And, and that's good. We do need to go to school. I tell them to go as far as you can go. Get as many letters behind your name as you can get. But that doesn't guarantee you success. Success and prosperity can only really be found in the Lord. Let me say that again. Because some folk get so educated, they, they don't even believe in God no more. Hello, somebody. They start tripping. You know, you send your kids, you tell your kids about education and you tell them about all that. And they go and get a college education and come out of there not believing God. And you sent them straight in. Hello, somebody. Professors challenge their faith. Hello, somebody. No, that's just a little piece of the puzzle. True success comes from God. Hello, somebody. Don't believe me? You want to prosper like a man? He says, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him. Keep his decrees and commandments, his laws and his regulations as written in the law of Moses. And then he says what? Do this so that you may prosper all you do and whatever you go. Wow. Wow. We talk about Solomon and having that blank check, you know, and, and what he asked for. This is almost the same thing. If you if you do what God tells you, that if you're obedient to the word of God, he says that he will prosper you. Amen. Now, this is true prosperity preaching. You see, a lot of the prosperity teachers, they just say, uh, God's going to bless you. Send me the money in and God's going to bless you. Now, God ain't going to bless a mess. All right. You got to be obedient before he bless you. All right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. There's a survey taken about uh, parents who have favorite kids. And I personally don't think that you should have a favorite kid. All right. All right. You should love them all equally. Amen. I think that is godly and that's biblical. Okay. But you can't tell me that it's not easier to love that child that's obedient. Yeah, that's right. Hello, somebody. You got one that's obedient to all your rules and regulations, and you got another that don't want to do nothing you say do. Hello, who who you going to, quote unquote, love the most? Ooh, that's pretty deep, isn't it? <laughs> it may be the question to some of your answers. You thought mama played favorites. Well, mama wasn't playing favorites. She it was just easy to love the other because they were obedient. Hello, somebody. I know that happened in my family. You see, you know, I was the obedient child. My sister was the one that ran the streets. But in the end, I wasn't any better. I just obeyed her to her face. (laughs) Hello, somebody. (laughs) She didn't know what I was doing on the streets. Hello, somebody. You see, but you can't do God that way. See. Hello? Because he knows your every actions, what you're doing on the streets and what you're doing in the church. And if you are obedient to him in the church and in the street, at home, at work, guess what? You'll prosper. Hello, somebody. You will prosper. Not one of us in here don't want to prosper. Not one. This is the key, man. And the thing is, if you're going to prosper, that means your wife is going to prosper. That means your children are going to prosper. Amen. You can live uh, obedient to God and he'll bless the next generation and the next generation after that. Amen. Hello, somebody. It says, do this so that you may prosper in all you do. All. I like that word. All. <laughs> all you do and what? Wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what a promise. What a promise. All you do and wherever you go. Deuteronomy 29.8 says, Carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything you do. You may prosper in everything you do. What a promise. And again, remember, these were last words. They weigh a little heavier. And he was, he was trying to set his son up for success in life. Even though he would follow as the king. 
Well, guess what? Even kings must obey to prosper. Let me say that again, because we're in an election year. Even kings must obey to prosper. If you say you're a Christian as a politician, I think, and maybe it's just me, I think this should reflect in your policies. As a matter of fact, that's why I elect you as a Christian. I, w- I want you. I want it to reflect on your policy. I'm not political. I-, I say, my God, don't ride the back of a donkey or an elephant. And let me say that. My-, my God, don't ride the back of a donkey or an elephant. And I'm not like not, not like saying that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't vote. I think you should vote. That's your sister, your Christian citizenship duty. But once again, we have to depend on God. But, 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 but it's the, the, the ironic thing that has happened this last year, you had the Christian co-signing what God says shouldn't be co-signed. And then you have the Mormon, hello somebody, <laughs> co-signing what God's supposed to say. Wow, 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 wow. God don't care who you are. If you want to prosper and you're the king, guess what? You got to obey just like everybody else. Hello, somebody. If I want to prosper as a pastor, guess what? I have to obey just like everybody else. Hello, somebody. Paul was concerned about that being a preacher, preaching the concepts and the principles. He was concerned about being disqualified. Hello, somebody. In other words, he had to obey what he preached. Hello, somebody. And we all have to obey before God. We all have to bow before God, no matter how big your position is, whether you're president or you're a queen. Hello, somebody. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Hello, somebody. And we all have to be obedient. And the church, from the pulpit to the usher. Hello, somebody. We must obey if we want to prosper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to prosper. I got to obey. Right. And many times when you teach it, you ain't reaching it. Hello, somebody. Some of the biggest hypocrites in the world are the ones that's teaching it, but not living it. Hello, somebody. Yeah. We all got to live if we want to be successful. We got to do what God says do. Amen. So we have to stop playing religious games. And these were his last words to the king. King Solomon. He told him, hey, you're going to have to obey. Act like a man. Proceed like a man. Obey in obedience. If you want to prosper, I know you're about to be king. But if you want to prosper as king, hello, somebody. If you want to prosper as king. You have to obey. This means that every man in here is like your king, king of your own household. Hello, somebody. God wants you to prosper. I want you to prosper. Hello, somebody. Shall we pray? Father God, we come right now, Lord, just wanted to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father, for you are truly worthy to be praised. You're worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever, Father. And we come as men, Father, men from different walks of life, men with different influences and different powerful positions, Father. And we come all today, Father, right now, just wanting to humble ourselves before you, Father. Oh, Father, for nothing that we own, nothing that the Position that we have can compare to the God that you are, Father. And we want to, oh, come and humble ourselves before you, Father, as we looked at a conversation between a man and a son, as we looked at a conversation between a king and his successor, as we looked at this conversation, the last words, Father, we want to take from these last words something that we can apply to our everyday life as men, Father. And the first thing, Lord, we want to apply is that we want to act like a man, Father, which means 
place that you're calling us to be courageous, Father. And in Jesus' name, I pray that you strengthen every man that came here today concerned about what the devil was doing. The devil in their life has, has killed, stilled, and destroyed, Father. But I pray, Lord, that you will turn and enable them to lift up their eyes unto the hills from which coming their help and know that their help comes from the Lord and that they may take courage uh, today, that they may walk and leave this place uh, and walk like a man, a man that's courageous, Lord, a man, oh, Father, that is on fire for you, Lord, oh, for such a time as this, Lord, that, oh, Father, when problems come about, Father, prepare us to handle the problems uh, in this life, Father, but we know, Lord, really, we can't handle it. We've got to give it all over to you, Father, and help us as men to do that, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, right now, you encourage each man, Father. Oh, Lord, I like that word, encourage, Father, because, oh, when encouragement happens, that means courage or courage is instilled in our hearts and our minds and in our soul. Father, I want to encourage every man here today, in Jesus' name, that they leave this place, Lord, with courage, in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name, Father, enable us to act like a man, Father. Not only that, Father, enable us to walk like a man. And a true man of God walks in obedience to God. And enable us, Father, to come right now saying, Lord, right now saying we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own might. Oh, Father, but there's a power that you put on the inside of us called the Holy Spirit of God that is jumping up right now and saying that this is something that we must do as men, uh, oh, which is to obey, Father, and enable us, Father, to leave this place determined to obey your word, Father, in Jesus' name. I say, Lord, uh, to determine to obey your word, Lord, uh, in Jesus' name, Father. I say, Lord, help us, Lord, creating us, Lord, uh, a clean heart, oh, Lord, and renew, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, a right spirit within us, Father, cast us not away from that presence, O oh Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from us, Father. In Jesus' name, we need thee, Father. Oh, we need thee, Father, right now. And as men right now, we come confessing our sins to you, Lord. Saying, Lord, that we fail, Father. Saying, Lord, that we have not lived up to what you called us to be. Oh, Father, you tell us that if we confess our sins, that you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And right now, Lord, as men, oh, we're admitting, Father, that we fail, Father, with our eyes, Lord. We fail, Father, with our hearts, Lord. We fail, Father, with our hands, Lord. We fail, Father, with our feet, Lord. And we come right now asking you, Father, to forgive us uh, and wash us uh, and cleanse us, Father, right now in Jesus' name that we may serve you with our eyes, uh, that we may serve you with our heart, that we may serve you with our hands, that we may serve you with our feet, that we may serve you, Father, as your word tells us that we must love you with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and might, Father, in Jesus' name. Help us, Father, oh Lord, to be obedient, Father, to you, Lord. Oh Lord, and when we do that, Father, then and truly then can we truly prosper, Father. And Father, not one man in here that don't want to prosper, Father. We all want to prosper, but help us to realize that our prosperity lies in our obedience to you. Our prosperity lies in our holiness to you, Father. Oh, Lord, when we're holy to you, Father, you can do things, Lord. Oh, Father, that you wouldn't normally do. You can open doors, Father, that you wouldn't normally open, Father, that you can uh, oh, make ways out of ways that you wouldn't normally do, Father, because we decided to be holy, sanctified men of God, in Jesus' name, Father, and then and only then, Father, may you prosper us. Then and only then, Father, may you, oh, bless our coming in and our going out. Oh, then and only then, Father, that you bless us in all that we do and everywhere that we go, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. Some of us, Lord, here today are more than what we have become. Because we haven't given you our hearts solely and completely, Father. But Father God, I pray that as a result of us coming together as men, your word says iron sharpens iron, Father. And as a result of us coming together as men, Father, that you would change our hearts and change our minds, Lord. That we may be completely obedient 
to you, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. I pray, Lord, today for every man, Father, that's facing a problem, Lord, that they can't solve. They can't share with anybody. Can't share with their wife, can't share with their kids. Father God, I pray, Lord, that they will take this time to share with you, Father. And to give it over to you, Father. In Jesus' name. Because, Lord, we still believe today that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we asked or can imagine. In Jesus' name, Father. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. And we glorify you right now as men. In Jesus' name. I said, Hello again, this is Pastor name. Michael Eton. I've been your host for today's name. program. Amen. Before we sign Amen. off, the Lord. we just want Give to God make sure that you have a personal Amen. relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love and believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Weeton, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If, if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to 
thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms, and we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God and I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.